Okay, Bruchim Haboyim B'Shem Hashem Berachnuchem Mivais Hashem Welcome to our weekly Wednesday night Shiur Two Pashas this week Achri Moitza and Kedoshim That is Grueling is Hashem It's here obviously Not as Nearly near as intense Shiur of course Is the Lenishmas Shalom is Bracha Eliza Bracha Eliza Shalom is, I'm sorry, but Shalom is We'd like to call out a happy birthday to Lulia Yochevid. Um, I know the outside of a young fellow, which we won't bring up right now. Pashas Achim Meisim Kedoshim. Same common joke said over and over. Achrimais and Kedoshim Emar always said together. Because Achrimais, after a person dies, Kedoshim Emar, everybody says, How old you are. It's only after they die that everybody says, Oh, that person, oh. Eulogies are really exciting. They can get really gruesome. They have to be Dvaram Yetzim and Alev. Tachlis. Um, I want to open with a story that I heard today. I got a text from a shliach in Florida with an address of a hotel in Florida. And then, obviously, I won't use the expression that he used because it's too long of a story. So I figured he needs something in this hotel in Frankfurt, Germany. So finally he calls me and he tells me that one of his people, who's a common friend of ours, uh, is flat traveling to Frankfurt. Currently the fellow's in Argentina, so he himself can't ask me, but he does. He won't, he's going to arrive, he won't have any kosher food that night, so he wants to know if the Chabad Shliach, which just so happens to be my sister, could help him out. So of course, won't be a problem. So he wanted to give the information to the guy. I said, why are you playing operator? I happen to have the guy's number. And of course, the wonderful world of WhatsApp, even though the guy's in Argentina, we WhatsApped each other and we had a wonderful conversation. I gave him all the information, all the phone numbers, and chole v'chole. Meantime, I told the shliach, I said, listen, I have you on the phone. Davai Noshka. Give me something small. Tell me something. Tell me a story you read or heard. She so says, <laughs> I can't believe you're asking me. I read a story last night. There's this chassid that goes around interviewing people. And he looks for stories of the Rebbe. Now, you walk into a room of Jews, there's a 50% chance you're going to find a story of the Rebbe. I flew, I think I said it once, I flew from London to Tel Aviv. It's an El Al flight. And it's amazing because it's all Jews. As soon as the plane got off the ground practically, 
before the ding of the unfastening your seatbelts, you heard one big large click, and everybody jumped up. <laughs> it became a chasana. Everybody jumped up and they went walking around. They went there. Mincha, Mincha. Okay, Mincha, they entered the back of the plane, and there was a minion for Mincha. Now we're traveling away from the sun. <coughs> so, whereas usually Mincha and Mairev have a larger space between them, Mairev was quite imminent. But it wasn't just yet. Gizakta, right? I'm sorry, I forgot. I didn't start the story right. I sat down in my seat, I took off my hat, my kapata, I put it in the overhead bin, and I sat there with my yarmulke with nothing on it, as you might notice, I have a plain black yarmulke, no designs, no words, excuse me, I also have payas, I could very well pass for a payas, and a guy walks over to me, a satma fellow, and he says, Bistav Lubavitch, are you Lubavitch? I say, yes. He says, I got to tell you a story with your Rebbe few minutes later, another fellow walks by. He has a story. And a third and a fourth fellow, <laughs> they all spotted me. I must have stuck out like a sore thumb. And they all had a story with the Rebbe. And each one of them, as we got back to Mincha, after Mincha, this guy in Antwerp, and this guy from London, this guy from here, this guy from there, from four most random places, not random, but different places. And every one of them had a personal story with the Rebbe in Brooklyn, New York. So, I didn't do it. I don't, it's not my nature to go around and ask anybody, did you ever meet the Rebbe? Did you ever talk to the Rebbe? Did you ever hear from the Rebbe? They're probably unfortunate, but that's, my, that's not my nature. <coughs> this guy, this fellow, gathers people and says, I want to hear if you have any encounters with the Rebbe. One guy gets up and says, I have an encounter with the Rebbe and it's not good. They did not have a good outcome. He says, okay, my kind, let's hear what happened. My daughter went to school, to college. In college, she found a Goyesha boyfriend, a non-Jewish boyfriend. And they were dating, and they were getting serious, and I was getting antsy, and I was getting really nervous. I, my, my, my daughter should marry a non-Jew. Bikitzer, I wrote to the Rebbe. I wrote to the Rebbe, and the Rebbe said, said, Alt sein good, it's all going to be good. Well, things got closer. <coughs> and he proposed, and she accepted. And I wrote to the Rebbe, then he proposed, and she accepted, and the Rebbe said, it's good, it'll be good. And all of a sudden, a few months later, they come to me, they set a wedding date, Rahman al-Itzlan. My, my dear daughter is marrying a guy. They set a wedding date. And again I wrote to the Rebbe, and the Rebbe said to me again, said, Zayin Gut. I thought for sure either the guy would die, or just go away, or disappear. And lo and behold, I saw my daughter, in her white gown, go to marry this guy. I ask you, he says to me, 
says to the rabbi, you tell me that's a good ending? You tell me that's a positive story? This is what the Levavich Rebbe did to me. He told me it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. And look how she ended up with a guy and she still lives with him. Years later and has children. Well, this guy took a step back, obviously, and he was really uh, perturbed about it. And as a true chassid in true form, thought to himself, or said to himself, or imagined to himself, whatever he did, it was to himself, I don't have to answer the Rebbe's actions, and I don't have to answer the Rebbe's words. But I am quite confident, if the Rebbe says it's not good, it'll be good. The evening went on, and the subject changed from the Rebbe to the words of Teda. Das Teda, opinion of Teda, Teda opinion. And how when a Rav says something, a person needs to listen to the Rav. It's not a joking matter. No, Vaza the They're talking and talking, and suddenly our friend jumps up again. And he starts to scream, Rabbanim, he says, Rabbis, you're rabbis, you're orthodox rabbis. I'm very upset with your orthodox rabbis. <coughs> well, now the guy is really in a dilemma, should he let him talk or not talk? Because he just said a story of the Rebbe, and he said that the Rebbe said something was telling him how good it would be and he married a guy and everything he says let me tell you what your orthodox rabbis did to me my wife and I are not in good terms my wife and I despise each other the thought of her makes me sick and I went to your rabbi to get a get went to the orthodox rabbi give me a get for my wife and he says Michigan not giving you a get for your wife. He says, why not? He says, she converted reform. She's a shiksa, I'm not giving you a get. Now I ask you, a daughter from the shiksa marries a guy. Is it good? <laughs> So he answered his question within his own question. He said, the Rebbe said it would be good because he was afraid that his Jewish daughter was going to marry a guy only to discover that his daughter is not Jewish at all. His daughter is his daughter of a wife who was a convert who converted reform. She didn't convert Orthodox. She wasn't proper Jewish. So he saw, he says, how the Rebbe said it would be good. And the Rebbe was true to his word. Happy birthday to you, Chavad. She came for the birthday party without a cake. No cake, huh? Birthday girl, where's your cake? 
Should be okay. Unbelievable. Birthday girl comes to a sheer no cake. Everybody's diet here. Let us go back to the regular shear. <laughs> uh-huh. See, there's chsidish of and you sit sometimes they fabreng and they drink too much and they end up under the table. I have somebody here over the table, on the table, sitting on the table, staring straight at me. Everybody's on diet, it doesn't. Uh... In the beginning of Akhrimais, and then Kedoshim. Let us start with Akhrimais. The warning after the. <laughs> after the children of Aaron pass away. <laughs> Do not come at any time you want to the Kedish. Dairachayim HaKadosh, who is always referred to as HaKadosh, speaks of the passing of the two sons of Aaron as they came before Hashem, Bekavosom Lifnei Hashem Vayamusom. And he speaks and says as follows. Dibar Hashem Lameisha, the Almighty spoke to Meisha Derech Misosan about their passing. Shahisa al what was the reason? Haderech Bechivosam of the Hashem, the way they came before the Almighty. Pirish, which means, Shiniskarvu, they came close. Lifnei Erda Elyain to the Erda Elyain, the above, the light from above. Bechivas HaKedesh Ubazem Esu. Is the tremendous love for the Kedusha? Yes. And that's how they passed away. Vehu says the Rechaim HaKadosh, Seid HaNeshika Shebo Mason Tzadzikim. This is the foundation, the secret of the Misas Tzadzikim, the Misas Neshika, the Misa, the passing through the kiss of God, the way the tzaddik passes. In name Shavim the Misa is called tzaddikim. It's equal for every tzaddik. The difference is tzaddikim. The neshika, the kiss of God, brings them closer, and they become close. And they, they came close on their own. The Pasik says, Bikarvasam Lifnei Hashem. And then it says, Vayamusu. Vayamusu is a Vav Tesif. An Evav that adds to what it says before. And so it says before, Bikarvasam Lifnei Hashem. Vayamusu. And they died. This was a direct effect because of Bikarvasam Lifnei Hashem. So the Pasik is hinting, therefore, the flaw, the wonderful great love of tzaddikim. They feel also in their passing that they don't lose out a minute of their attachment. The ni'imus, the arevus, the yedidus, the chavivus, nishikus, mesikus, ad Sweetness, the friendship, the closeness, the endearment, 
the kiss, the sweetness until their nefesh totally leaves their body. Yes, till their soul departed. Uh huh. Happy birthday, girl. Hasidus explains. According to this, that the what was the concept of their sin? You want to see the birthday girl? There's a birthday girl. Yay! You're online. Okay. What was their sin? Karvasam Hashem. They came close to God. And with that Vayamusul. With that they pass. Their yearnings. Their want. To attach themselves to God. As we said before. With all the adjectives, Neimus, Arevas, Yididas, Chavivas, Nishikas, and Mesikas until Kalis Nafsham, Nashesamem. This did not hold them back, although they knew how they wanted to attach to God. This did not refrain, this did not restrain them from going in to the Bishchina of Ratzu, Belishuv, of going out without a return, a one-way trip. This story, showing the greatness, the Maila, and the Kedusha of the Bnei Aaron, where Aaron even says, where Moshe even says, He tells his brother Aaron, I see from this, they are greater than you and I. Nechshav Lovein is considered a sin. Why? Because the Ritzayne of the Makkim, the want of the Eivishtahu, that a person serves him in a Shoma, in a body. <laughs> Cops. The Eivishtah does not want souls running around. He wants a person to serve him as Neshama Begruf. The entire concept of the creation of the world was Nesava Kodesh Baruch Hu, the Ebishtah had a taiva to Lassus, the Lies, the Diri, his Baruch Betachtenim. He should have a Diri Betachtenim here in this world, Afka. Oh, uh-huh. we have fresca tonight, Rabbi Say. Baruch Atav, you know, you know, Rabbi Shakonim is running. Happy birthday. Shana Satzlacha. Bracha. Yikosyama Mishana. Seifa Yitzira, it says, Imrotz Libcha, Shev Le'echot. That if the heart wants, needs to have its return trip. Chazal, the Medrash Chazal tells us in addition the sin of the children of Aaron they entered into Lifnai Velifnim, the Kedush Kedashim and they were not wearing the garments that were needed 
also, they were not married and had no wife and had no children. And this is all criteria to enter into the Kedish Kedash. The concept? No. Thank you. You got one of those? You get dirty, boy? All over the place. She knows, too. Oh, kicking her feet. The concept that they entered, the Fnail of Nim, this hints on the way that they wanted to attach themselves to God. Total, lifnai v'lifnim, their total innards. Without any consequence. With no return to regular lifestyle. But they were mechusari begadim, they were lacking garments for this. Garments implies the mitzvahs. Mitzvahs are garments to the soul. The physical mitzvahs... What am I? No. The physical mitzvahs... Do not become part of the soul, like Talmud Torah, studying Torah. They become holy garments. However, these children of Aaron, as they entered in the holy soul into the holy of holies, they were they were lacking these levushim. All they wanted was to rise, get higher and higher and higher. So therefore the lack of Levushim, they didn't have any children, this hints, they did not want to involve themselves in the physical mundane mitzvahs. They only wanted out. They knew that afterlife is in such so much higher level, that's all they were interested in. Now let us dissect and let us understand all that went on here. Their lack of garments, children and wives. Let's first understand what was the sin. What truly was the sin that they only wanted to go and attach and not return to the world? Don't we want this? Isn't this what we're looking for? A person should say, I want to attach myself. I love God. I'm in love with the one above. Why does the person need this? To want to be only in a physical mundane world. 
Torah says, "Via haftas Hashem alekecha, bechol meidecha." Meidecha meoid refers to every part of the body and every single attribute of a person. And Maidecha is higher than Bechol Levavcha than your whole heart. And Bechol Navshcha, your whole soul. There's no boundary to it. Tomorrow when you say Krishna, tonight when you say Krishna, you know how to say this now. But the main thing is Bechol Maidecha. Chassidus explains in the beginning of the concept of Ratsu of the yearning for godliness a person must situate himself in a way that he will be able to return his soul into a physical body yep, even on your birthday So when the person's interest and what he wants to do is Ratsu, he wants to attach himself to the Shechina and the Dover Melov says By attaching myself by bringing myself closer Li to me is Taif this is ultimately good What happens in the outcome of that? The person only ties himself into the love and attachment to God And therefore, not necessarily does he finish the right way. Because although the person wants to, and needs to love God, there still needs to be maidecha. person needs to have his physical being, his physical creation, his physical essence, to be able to do what God wants. Since the person doesn't look for his own goodness, and the shleimuse of his nafshis and ruchnis, the person doesn't always do a spiritual check and see how his soul is doing, and definitely not person check out how am I attached to God. Person actually serves. Generally, the person serves a God. Like an evet, like a servant. And a person that serves like a servant will definitely do it from one end to the other. He will not lack anything. And he knows at the end of this, Not for naught did the Almighty create this. And therefore, when he wants to attach himself to God, he has in mind, that he wants to return back to the world. If you're keeping score at home, Dafyudalit Amid Bay's side page fourteen, side two. And you're showing me it's Peri Bay's Halakha Aleph. 
It talks about Arba Shenichnasu Pardis. There were four Tanoyim that entered into the Pardis. Pardis referring to the holy heavenly garden to Ganeidin. Ben Azai hit it v'meis. Ben Azai went in, he died. Ben Zayim hit it v'nivga, he went crazy. Achak hit it v'netiyas, he became an apikaitis. Rabbi Akiva, the... <laughs> Rabbi Akiva was the only one that nichnes v'shalim, v'yatsa v'shalim. He went in in peace and came out in peace. Get back here. Oh, stop. Tell her happy birthday, little girl. The birthday girl. She gave you a birthday kiss. In the middle of the sheep? Uh, Do you see what she looks like? There's a birthday party here. Rabbi Akiva's Nichnas Bishalim Vyatsa Bishalim. What is the essence difference between Rabbi Akiva and the other four that went in? The other three that did not come out Bishalim. The difference was the way they went in. Not just the way they came out. When Benazai and Ben Zema went in Bipardis, they had a Rotsu, a Chuka, Takadish Baruch, they did not want a shave. They were not ready to come back. And that's why they did not really come back properly. Because their Knisa, their entrance was not Bishalim. Rabbi Akiva, however, because his Knisa was Bishalim, Says, Whoever learns Teda for the name of Teda, he causes peace between the heavens and the earth. And he attaches everybody to the Gemara if you're keeping score at home in Sanhedrin, Sadik Tesama days. 99 side 2. <laughs> there we have a show going here. Now, therefore, we can understand the words of Hashem, Achrimes, Shnei Bnei Arim. Wow. Well, Yovei B'Cholis HaLakodesh. Through this preparation, the Al. Val meaning the word the word loy do not. Loy is bitlvach no for the Abishta, total self nullification. Do not ask anything good for yourself. Just to do Rotsin Kene. Just to do the want of Hashem. How? Because Yahweh Bukhalis Alakridesh by coming the entire time to Kaidish. Ve'al Yove Bechalesa la Kaidish. He says, No, it's not. Don't come into Kaidish. Ve'al, stop. 
Do not. Do not get yourself into this position. Excuse me. Do not make yourself a position. Do not be something. Do not present yourself as something. However, you should you have to constantly bring yourself into Kaidish. And this is also what it means when it says The Zayah tells us that the concept of Bizais that Aaron had to come into Kaidish with this refers to the Yiris Hashem and the El Malchushamayim. When a person wants to do the one the, the Yearnings of God, then Yahweh Aaron Ela Kaidish comes Aaron into the Kaidish. And since the preparation, since the introduction to all this is fear of God, true fear of God, not just something that a person wants to do for himself, then definitely he will come into Hakaidish. He'll come into the concept of Kedesh. Not only Kedesh, Lifnaivel Lifnim, the person can reach the level of being going into Lifnaivel Lifnim. And this is not a contradiction. That if it gives for him and for his whole nation, his whole household, and Beisai is Ishtai. When we say Beisai, we refer to Ishtai, the wife of the person, is considered his house. What is Ishtay though? Ishtay refers to all the physical mundane things in the world. If a person lacks this, a person doesn't have the basis of Ishtay, he's not a kind of the way he has to be. And therefore he cannot go into the Kedish Kedashim. Because the main concept of Ratu, of wanting to connect to the Ebishta, the entering into Kedish Kedoshim, has to be with the concept of Shuv. And Shuv is all about re- reflection on how you affect, affect the, r- the rest of the world. And we see the prayer of the Kain Gadol. What was the prayer of the Kain Gadol? As soon as he came out, he was davened for the panosa of Bnei Sol. Gashmi is physical, physical panosa. Because this is the physical world that we live in. No. You listen to all this. Ratsa, Shuv, Levels, Souls. Chidus Anche Maitre, the holy holies. Tells us, Siddhis, no. This talks to each and every one of us. No one goes into Ratsu without Shuv. Each and every Jew. has a time where he's inside of the tshuva. A special time, sometimes Shabbat, Skadish, sometimes Yom Tov, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Karav, Yom Kippur, 
in these times a person finds himself, a Jew finds himself in a higher level, in a greater level than the rest of the weekdays. And he comes into the concept of Yavi Elakadish. So at that time, the Jew has to know. Every Ratsu has to be with Anocha and Agdoma to shave. Every time a person wants to go and connect with God, they need to remember that ultimately the bottom line is you've got to come back and continue in this world. Kabbalah's El Malchashamayim. To do the Ratsin of the Abish of the Creator. With a tremendous Asayrus, more than Yemesh Shabbos, Yemesh and this should remain with him and should have no changes in his Avedis Hashem. This is the concept of Ratzab Lishuv. And once a person starts this, and a person starts to understand this, and gets into the level of every way, that every direction the person goes and does, I know Hashem, thereby the person can, concept, can grasp and can live the life of Ratzim Shuv. But then we go to the next parsha, Kedoshim. You should be holy. Why? Because I'm holy. God says, tell the Jews to be holy, because I am holy. Wow. Rashi says, don't worry, kid. It's not as severe as it sounds. I mean, this is... Tell a five-year-old child that God said you have to be holy because God's holy. The child says, what's holy? <laughs> what's God? Rashi says, Akala Dasmine Yisrael teaches us, this Pasha was said during Hakel. Because most Jews, most of the parts of the Tera, the main part of Tera, the body of Tera, is in this parasha. This year is Shnas Hashmita. The year after Shnas Hashmita is Shnas Hakel. Hakel, Kolaom, Hanoshim, Hanoshim, Vataf. Yet Hashem will talk about it when we have to in, parasha, in Hakel. Right now it's not Hakel. This condition was spoken during Hakil. What is the lesson here? How a person needs to interact with a fellow Jew. Unfortunately, there are Jews that are not doing what they're supposed to. They're not living the good Jewish life. 
My son came crazy. What did he do? He eats chaza, pork, and he's dancing with shikses. So the rabbi, the rabbi answered the white, the woman, if you told me he's dancing with the pigs and eating the shikses, I'd worry about it. <laughs> People become crazy though. And they don't do what they have to. Then we have people didn't become crazy. They never learned. One of the songs they never learned Taylor. No. You come across such a Jew. What do you tell them? In Labavitch, the Derech, the path which we go, we reach out and we make care of a fellow Jew. We bring a fellow Jew closer. In the Litvishe Welt, in the world of the Litayim, they do what's called Kirov Rechoikim. They bring closer Kirov, bring closer Rechoikim, those who are far. Referring to the person not religious, not knowledgeable of Tata, someone being very far, and Kiruv, we're bringing them closer. The Rebbe was adamantly against that phrase. The Rebbe said, no Jews will take him. No Jew is far. So to bring <coughs> to bring a Jew closer to Yiddishkeit, there's two ways. You can st- stress to the person the surmira. You need to turn away from all the bad things you're doing, and warning them and telling them, and after 120 years, the horrific punishments that are awaiting you. Or you can stress the Asetoiv. You can stress the beauty of Tera, the beauty of mitzvahs. And therefore, you as a Jew have potential. Because you bear a soul, a Jewish soul. You have potential to elevate every word of Teda and every mitzvah that you do. Needless to say, sometimes when you tell somebody you put the fear of God in them, they listen to what you tell them. Sometimes you try to put the fear of God in somebody, they rebel. They say, you're trying to push, I'm not going to listen to you. education 
It takes two hands. Yimin mikareves usmeo decha. At the same time that you're bringing the child closer to you, bringing the student closer, there has to be a smeo decha. You only like the yimin mikareves part, I know. This is how the Pasha starts. Makhilim as Bnei Yisrael. Why are we bringing together all the Jews to teach them Gufea Teda, the basis of Teda? We need to explain to them Kedoshim Tiu Kikodesh Ani. The great mile of a Jew that they have an a opportunity to become holy to reach and to rise higher and higher from level to level the mere fact that they are Jewish and they have a neshama. It's a story that's more shaykh to Lagbeimah but hopefully next week, Thursday, next Wednesday, Shir, which should be Lagbeimah, we'll have other stories. You still need to talk a little bit about Saita. And Pikiyavish. Um, After the 1948 war in Israel, it was this time of the year, around May, and the Jordanian army sieged uh, Yerushalayim. They took siege of Yerushalayim. They surrounded it with heavy artillery. And it was pretty bad. There was no food coming in. There was no medication. People were getting sick. It was a scary story. The Jews had a handful of guns, small ammunition. They were fighting off tanks, incoming, impending tanks, impending armies. Finally, the Jordanians decided it's time to start to breach. They had two tanks. And with the two tanks and a couple of dozen heavy armed soldiers behind them, they started to march and breach the walls of Yerushalayim. What do these Jews possibly have to fight off, to stave off tanks. As soon as the tanks came rumbling in, one brave Jew ran through all the gunfire, through the sprays of bullets. He jumped up on top of the tank, and miraculously the tank was open. It wasn't locked. 
He lifted the cover and dropped in a homemade malt of cocktail, closed it back and ran off. Here's the save from the other, all the holes that the possible get out of. The Jordanians started escaping, the tank exploded and closed the road. The other tank could no longer come through. And everybody else retreated. How often can you pull out such a miracle? And it came to Lagbaima. It came to Lagbaima. And they were getting very depressed. How are you not going to have a bonfire in Lagbaima? We're not going to dance around a bonfire in Lagbaima. What's Lagbaima without a bonfire? How can we embarrass Rabbi Shimon? We make a bonfire at night, we're sitting ducks. We'll be sending a, foul, a smoke signal. Here we are, shoot us up. LMI. Someone came up with an idea. In Rishalayim, they light candles 40 minutes before this man, Erev Shabbos. Minig Rishalayim. It's not like that Danish, maybe. Uh uh uh. Careful, shouldn't poke us off. So why not? Why can't we make the bonfire forty minutes before? And it said, "Good, it's doing. It's still daylight." And they'll be fine. No. They start building the bonfire. People came with some wood even, and some oil and some whatever, burning, whatever combustible. And they gathered together. They marched from to the Prussian, in front of the Prussian shul. They set up this fire. And they made the fire, they lit the fire up, and they started dancing. Shah, still, quietly, they're dancing around, holding hands and tanced. Sitakfart, like Baimah. Started dancing with more fervor. And as they started to feel the Bishimim Bayachai practically dancing with them, they started dancing and singing on top of their lungs. And they danced and they singed and they sang and they sang and they danced and they sing. Garnished. Into the night the fire was burning and they were singing and dancing. All of a sudden, missiles start flying. Missiles start flying, were left, they start running. They realize what's going on over here, they better stop the dancing quick. They put out the fire and everybody started running home to make sure everybody's safe. They took everybody to the shuls and garnished. The next morning, they're looking around, and the yid comes in and he says, There's nobody out there. They're all gone. The Jordanians are gone. Vasikishan. Kusir Abishimon.
They were dancing and singing. The Jordanians were ready to pounce upon them. They were literally standing there ready to jump in on the Israelis, on the, on the Yashalmis. All of a sudden, they come in and they see the Eden dancing and singing, excited and happy and, and ecstatic. Now I ask you, why would they be so happy? Only one reason. Because they got their shipment of weapons must have snuck in. They must have gotten themselves real big weapons. And they're ready to fight big time. That was the Jordanian Hashkaf, that's what they thought happened here. So the Jordanians said, we better retreat quickly because we're going to suffer casualties here. So they started running away, but they didn't want to get shot at while they're running. So they were shelling. They were shooting missiles in to keep the Jews at bay, to keep them in check, so that they don't attack them with their secret weapons that they just got. The pilot treaty was drawn up, and they didn't were allowed to live, and they, they didn't stay there necessarily, they went out, whatever it was. The Taklas didn't were all saved from Yerushalayim. This week's paid a Gimel, Pirkeyavis. Rabbi Chalafta ben Deysa, Ish Kfar, Nakananya, Eimer. Mishnah Vov. Sixth Mishnah. Imperik Shlishi, Pirkeyavis. Rabbi Chalafta ben Deysa, Ish Kfar, Nakananya, Eimer. Association based Kimatela, ten people sitting on learning Taylor, Shkina Shri, Abeneim, the Shkina rests amongst them. Shinemat says, and the Kim Nisabadas Kail that the Almighty stands in the assembly of the Lord. How do we know even five? He's founded his band upon the earth. Even five people together. How do we know that even three among the judges, he renders judgment. Judges usually are three. Munayin afilu shnayim, I don't know even two shnayim, it says, Az nidviru yiri Hashem, ish al-rayel, they speak one with the other, vayakshiv Hashem, yishma, the Almighty listens and hears. Munayin afilu echod, how do we know even one person sitting himself is also listened to, also shchina shriya, says wherever you mention my name I will always be there ten people it doesn't matter what they're doing. If ten people come together, the Shekhinah rests there. The more spiritual the gathering, the greater the influence is on them. But whenever ten Jews come together, this is what the story is. They sit together, it says, Sheyeshvim. What is sitting together? What is sitting together? 
there's two positive dimensions when you're talking about sitting. One is it's balanced, straight. Yeshiv talks about his yashvus, calmness, implies the calm, calm of person. And secondly, unity. Not only they're all together in one place, they're sitting together, they're all united and joined. Eskim, if they're occupying themselves, the word, Hebrew word, Eskim, is translated as occupy themselves. This talks about concentration and attention. The person becomes totally occupied with a sustained effort. And all ten of these individuals make a commitment to do this together. What are they asking with? They're asking with Teda. Although sitting together and just talking is a high level, the fact that it's Teda raises this up. It's Torah study raises it that much higher. And ultimately the Divine Presence rests among them Because all the advantages that we just spoke about, the level of divine presence that rests in such a gathering is the higher than any other level mentioned in anything that comes to follow hereafter. We're going to have to, I'm afraid, skip this week to Saita as we run out of time. To talk about Vida, you want to talk about a lot of things this week yet. But the Almighty has his cheshbenes, how things work. The main thing is that we should be condition to you. We should all do the mitzvahs through Ratzu with shave. And we should make sure that we're doing shave and our shave sitting up. There we go. And our shave is in a way that we can be yeshvim together. And we all sit together. And we should sit together in the sukkahs. In the great sukkah. And we should sit, all together, united, and we should be Neichel, and Azvachim, and Absachim, with the Sher Leviyasan, Sher Abur, and Leviyasan, and we should sit this very Shabbos, in Yerushalayim, Yerakadosh, Shabbat Shalom to all.